Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your man over a Mustang coming at you once again. And uh, today we're gonna have a uh, special guest, uh, Honor Flow Production. I want to give you a quick shout out uh, again um, before we even get into your interview. I thought the interview with, uh, with you was great. I really enjoy having you on. I'll be looking forward to having the rest of your team on here uh, one day. Uh, but yeah, go ahead support uh, Honor Flow Production. They won their song to be uh, to uh, Cruise Control. And it's all love. Go support their music. You can find them on YouTube, Spotify, and uh, Instagram and TikTok. Go ahead. Go show love. To them, to now. What's going on, man? Hey, how's it going? Good. Uh, I, I've never seen, I didn't know Spotify had this platform you can record straight up like this. So uh, this is, yeah. this is that's crazy. Yeah, it's very convenient. Um, and Spotify just recently uh, bought bought this app, but it originally was, uh, I forgot what the app used to go by. But uh, it was a different app, but now they've been bought on the Spotify now. Right, right. It seems like they're buying up all different as as a you know a radio kind of guy, man, I didn't, yeah. I never, I've never seen that before. I was like, oh, they have, I mean, it makes sense for them to invest into a program like that. So I'm yeah. not, I'm not surprised at all. So you recorded on your end, and it would turns into a wave or something like that, and then yeah, like it, basically like a, a phone call. Oh, nice. And then yeah, you have the, you have the option of, of saving and editing later, or do you have to directly upload it to Spotify? Now, after? I'm not sure how it is on the computer, but on the phone, it's kind of basic. Right, like uh, you can only go as far like uh, one end, like you know how you scroll it, right? Yeah, you can't really like edit, it's like wherever you scroll past it, you you accept that loss. Or, oh, okay, but and I'm not far- sure. I never really tried it on the computer though. And as far as music, I know they have you can play songs, but it has to be on Spotify. I do yeah. know that. E- uh, yeah, no. It depends, right? If, you, if you're not really making money on it, as far as you got, you could get away with some stuff, right? But, uh, if you are making money, you want to make sure that you own like everything that you producing or like promoting as well, right? Now that's a lore, correct? That's what a, a lore. Your name. I'll make sure I'm, pro- I'm pronouncing it right. Correct. And, uh, aura. Aura, like someone's mm. aura. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, aura Mustang. Um, uh, yeah, I forgot what I was about to say, but hey, I'm gonna start off with the uh introduction and then I'm gonna have you uh introduce yourself. You ready? Cool, can you give me 20 seconds? I just want to plug my phone before it 
it dies out here. No problem. Give me, give me 30 seconds. <clears throat> do, do, do. All right, ladies and gentlemen, shout out to uh, Bad Guy. Uh, who else? Shout out HD Jamming. Shout out to. Uh, so, are we uh, also live King as well? Cell. Or um, are we also live or it's just uh, completely taped? I guess that's the last question I got. This is actually honestly taped. Okay, cool. Um, and then after like we uh, finish up, I would have it about like post it. So right. it's kind of like a audio bio when you think about it. Right. So anybody that listened to this episode mm-hmm. and um, they are artists, they are, you know, a director or whatever they do in the creative field. If they listen right. to your episode, they can like you know like damn, you know I I like this person. They seem cool to work with. Oh, we got the same ideas. You know, this is the type of person that you want to, you look forward to, like, collaborate with. Right. You know, I can right. provide these skills. So I thought that would be an interesting uh, platform to create. They have, like, a creative uh, hub for, like, artists. Word, I dig it. All right, Aura, let's, let, let's, uh, let's get it. All right. Let's kick it off. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your man, Aura Mustang, coming at you. And this is Origins Podcast, your friendly, friendly local hub for artists um and today we have a special guest go ahead take the floor what up what up it's dj chat the old soul one third of the mighty mighty honor flow productions or thank you for having me on the show bro i really appreciate it no problem no problem and i thank you for uh letting me have you as a guest and um i invite you on here because i actually uh found you by accident on uh tiktok i believe and uh, I was like, I think it was cruise control. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to the TikTok algorithm. <laughs> it, mm-hmm. wor- it worked in our favor right now. It looks mm-hmm. like. This is why yeah. we're, we're on this show together right now, which is really dope. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and it was interesting to see that. Uh, like to see that type of like flow coming back. That's like some. Some funk that I haven't seen in a long time, especially like in this current generation. Right, right. And I think for, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, man. I mean, I mean it's a, I, I'm gonna give you question. a question. <laughs> go for it, go for it. Uh, I see that, uh, uh, I'm not sure. I, I, it's safe to say that y'all all get into like the geek feel. Like, you know, I see that, uh, he was referencing some games and stuff. Right. Um, so the question is, do you get into anime? Yes. Uh, into, to, as far as the gaming references, um, MC Eliminate, uh, who is, one half of the MCs of the group as well. He is a uh, lead video game tester by day. That is his day oh, job. Shit. So he's worked on to, to to tell a little bit. He's worked on Call of Duty. Uh, he's worked on The Last of Us. He's worked mm. on a, a, a gang of different games. He's working for another company, independent company right now that's working on some stuff uh, uh, for Warner at, uh, at this time as well. So he he, he that's his thing post college. So, okay. and then DJ's Lord, his day job is he's a paralegal. <laughs> so you have video games, you have the law. I work in radio broadcasting during the, uh, during the, the week. So okay. we, we come from all different skill sets and they somehow, you know, merge into the music somehow in some way, shape or form. But we're, we're all nerds at the, all three of us are nerds at the end of the day. We all love video no, games. No. We, we all love anime. I was seeing some of your clips on TikTok. You're playing that. You're playing some Tekken Seven. I saw, man. Yeah, yeah. And I actually got my hands on a Tekken Eight beta too. So, oh, how's it, how's it play so far? Now, 
at first I was very frustrated, but when I got into the mindset of like it's it's if you play Tekken Seven, oh yeah. So the idea of Tekken Seven to me, from my understanding, was like you got to have it's a bit of offense, defense, and patient. So right. it's like it's really playing like chess. Right. But this one it says fuck defense. Really, so, a lot of button mashing. It, 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 yes, but it's a strategy to it. Right. Because it's like it's supposed to be the idea of just like uh, you going in for the kill. Like uh, right. you post a you supposed to knock your opponent out before they have a chance to do anything. Because you can really turn the tie of the match with right. one combo. Especially so. if you if you trigger your rage arts in the right time. Mm. Like that could fuck anybody's shit up if you time it just mm. right. What's your Tekken main? Mm. Uh King. I've always been a martial law guy. Uh see, I was I was martial law, but my favorite was forest law. Okay, I can dig I, that. I like him. I like his uh, more aggressive style when it came to like uh, the martial art that they're using. Right, um, right. So, uh, but go ahead. But yeah, e either Marshall or Eddie Gordo. You know, Eddie, you can chain those combos up yeah. easily where you're just kicking the shit out of somebody. <laughs> Let me see. Um, but no, I loved I love Tekken, man. Tekken is I, I'm a my my main I'm a Mortal Kombat head. That's always been my. So as you can tell by the, the cruise control lyrics, eliminates game is Street Fighter. That's his shit. He's he's the Street mm. Fighter head in the group. Uh, DJ Lord and I love Mortal Kombat. Um, so oh, wow. I've been heavy on Mortal Kombat one uh, in the last month since since its its release. Um, so I'm, I'm happy now. Now I know I know some some listeners may kind of laugh at this, but you know right now, you know paying for other things at the moment. I have not gotten a mm. PS5 yet, so I had to pay play it on Switch. I know the Switch version mm. has its issues. They, mm. they just released, I think, the third patch yesterday. I got an update, but um, mm. I'm happy with it at the most part. My sister's playing it on PC. Um, mm. I know there's a, a lot of it's the most buggy MK game I've ever played, and I think they said mm. I think they had to rush it out. It seems like because you know Warner needs the money, movies ain't making money right. Strike. Mm -hmm. division yo we we need this dough like we need a big hit right now so i just know I the quality I, I i i believe in the quality of ed boone and netherum because they've never really fucked up before so i think they know it was a rush job you know a rush I'm, to me as a consumer i've never been unhappy with a mortal Kombat game okay. per se you know I, I just feel like they had to rush it out as is to beat. wait the, so you uh, play the one with the jacks I forgot which Mortal Kombat that was. But they had the oh, oh special was... forces, bro. Special yeah. forces. That doesn't even count. That's a side. <laughs> special forces don't even count. I mean, that's like saying, you know, so I mean, even sub-zero mythologies, even like I mean, like they're like side games. I mean, there's no denying the best side Mortal Kombat game is Shaolin Monks. Like mm. that, that 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 goes without saying. No mm. special forces, even Ed Boone like like disavows, you know, special forces. Which, if you I mean, look at the, the the gaming magazines back then, it should have been a whole lot better game, but they had to uh, make it a budget game for more than one reason. Mm. Uh, let me see. So you was pretty happy with most of them. How you feel about um, 10? Wait, was that 10? Yeah, that was 10. X? 10, yeah, X was 10. My sister loves X to this day, and I think it's because, you know what? X was the last one to now you got to time your fatal blow. Whereas mm -hmm. every round you could get an X-ray if you wanted to, it was just batshit crazy on screen. Yeah. A little more free flowing in his gameplay, and it was faster too. 
Yeah. MK11 kind of slowed it down a little bit. Um, so I, I honestly, I mean, the last three have been incredible to me. Like I'm, mm. I'm in a, I, I'm a fan of all three for its own reasoning. Um, sometimes the grind aspect is a pain in the neck. I think some people like, for example, I'm more of a Marvel guy, but I love Injustice. Mm. You know, but I'm not a fan of the massive amount of grinding you have to do in Injustice Two. Yeah, so, like to to unlock stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and then as you probably have noticed, they they're doing. Mortal, you have to buy uh fatalities now. They like the Halloween for like, but like, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not a, as you can tell. I'm not. I I'm very much a. I don't want to say an old school gamer because I'm not obviously that old. But I grew up in a day you didn't have to buy fucking DLCs for everything. It's like, yeah, look, what you got is what you got, and if you wanted something, you have to play through the shit, or go buy a magazine, or go online and find the code for it. Like, or that, like you know, that's my era of gaming. You know, I don't. I was I was around the time where like DLC characters it like they wasn't in the story they wasn't in the game if they was in the game you can unlock them if you right, see exactly them. um but like you know people that wasn't involved in the game like you know uh motherfuckers from uh, Star Wars into like Soul Calibur like right, DLC, right. It, they had a Darth Vader no yeah it was like no way I was gonna get that shit but uh. What's that game? Uh, Astaroth or something? It was like a God of War game, but you was like uh, a god an entity. Uh, why is the name escaping me right now? Probably it's not what it, it was like. Asheroth. I think it was Asheroth or some shit. Maybe. And even to your point about Soul Calibur exclusive characters, remember with Soul Calibur 2, you had to buy each console version. If you wanted Heiachi, you had to buy PS2. If you wanted Link, mm. you had to go get the GameCube. And wasn't mm-hmm. Spawn Xbox? I want to say yeah. it was. Yes, Spawn was Xbox. Link right, was Nintendo. right. Hihachi on PlayStation. Right, it, I believe it was those three. I just, I just, I, I, I just, you know what, what, and I, and Even I talk for, about uh, Mortal Kombat. God of War was on PlayStation. Right, and I, and I talk about this with with MC Eliminate a lot, and we, you know, obviously this is his field, and he can speak better to it than I can. But one thing we've spoke about is this, like, because we're in a patch era. That, oh, we can throw the game out. You know, you want the game to be as good as it can be. But mm. there was no patches 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah. What you got in the store is what you got, you know? And I think a lot of companies are just throwing out games thinking, ah, we'll just patch it. You know, it, it's funny that you said because I recently came to the conclusion of stop paying for games. Like, especially, I have an Xbox, so I have Game Pass. So right. just getting the Game Pass, I get free games, you know, every month. Especially, right. uh xbox uh original i could just automatically get that free on day one so right. i've seen how they switch into games and, and passion stuff and i'm thinking i'm like you know that's not the game i pay for you know right 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 so so, so it doesn't yeah. at all um in my conclusion i stopped paying for it maybe the copies that physical copies you probably you know you would probably want to put your money on but digital no Right, I'm I'm very much still a physical. I want to send a shout out to my favorite uh, local game store here in uh, Southern California. It's a store by the name of Game Dude. It's in Sherman Oaks, California, and I still make it. I don't fuck with GameStop. Like yeah. I purposely don't <laughs> fuck with GameStop. Like, if I buy my physical games, I like going to mom and pop stores. So oh, Game Dude is there's many. I, there's like World Eight, which is uh, in near Koreatown. There's another one called Gameplay, which is in Culver City. I'm naming it. So if you're in LA, you listen to this. These are some of the my favorite gaming spots in the city. 
but Game mm. Dude's my favorite. Game Dude is a big old warehouse. I, I first got put on Twitter. My dad found out about it. The first game I bought there was the uh, Metal Gear Solid on PlayStation oh, 1 when it was hard to find. And ever since then, so that was 1999. I've been a customer ever since then. So, you know, I bought, Mortal Kombat, I bought Mortal Kombat 1 from there. So, you know, for me, it's important to support mm. these mom and pops. I know physical copies like with music is harder to find nowadays. You know, mm. they're slowly, I know you probably saw that Best Buy just announced recently that they're not going to sell physical copies of Blu-rays and DVDs now. I think games as well. They sell oh, vinyl. Wow. They sell vinyl, but no CDs. Go, you know, like <laughs> that's crazy. Ex explain you know, that one, but 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 yeah, game game dude is my favorite. And you like you said, unless it's a massive deal and it's a game I want to try. If it's something I really want, I will spend the money and go buy a physical copy on which you. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, especially like you know, I want like even with like Cyberpunk, like the fact yeah. that. That got released like that. Uh, and then with, with Cyberpunk, I didn't play. My sister's a major player in that, but mm. she was very happy with this latest expansion. It was a uh, Phantom Liberty. They like, yeah, they, I heard fixed, the they, they fixed everything apparently now, and it plays really well. And then apparently the expansion is really dope. That is true. I give you that. However, the, the beginning, like the people that pay for it, like you hype it up. You didn't say anything. Like the only reason why I'm not that mad about it, I ain't paid on day one ah. but for the people that pay for day one you 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 got a movie actor to come on the commercial you promoting this heavy like the game is finishing like you say shit about the bugs right and then right you got you, you got to deliver yeah you have to deliver man and and i think also comparing we had street fighter 6 this year street fighter 6 isn't buggy like that so i'm like mm. guys like you know but capcom was working on capcom's clock they yeah. didn't care they were they were like we're ready finally they, you know but yeah. I think economics had a lot to why Mortal Kombat was such in a release state it's a fun game at the core of it mm. like it plays fun it's just I think it needed three or four months more polishing so and then we wouldn't have these issues but you know that's above our pay grade you know I I think once they really get it fixed down right out right it's gonna be you know it's already a, a solid game it's already a fun game but of course there's there's some work to do I just don't like this patch it mentality of video game development these days as a consumer mm. i don't I, I don't i don't appreciate that i think and i think a lot of gamers don't appreciate that either but that's my two cents and that's the, the specialness of this podcast right here we spent the first almost 20 minutes talking gaming <laughs> yeah but <the laughs> and no music talent. yet and the brand of, actually it's funny that you said it because uh, the reason why i brought up anime i never i wanted to, i was curious on you if you uh, ever watched this anime uh samurai shampoo Oh yeah, of course. You know, Nujib is doing the, the part of the mm. soundtrack, and 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 Cruise Control. I saw some funny. Bring up the the TikTok, mm. um, um, clip that you you discovered a song. There were people comparing that beat to that, mm. and, and to be compared to Nujibis and 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 the soulfulness and the inspiration. I mean, that's that's high caliber praise in my opinion. Yeah, like, I, 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 I we will take that. All day, every day, man. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, y'all style would remind me of that shit. You know, and it's, and you know, for we've been called, we've gotten the old school comparisons, you know. We wear our influences on our sleep, but we listen to everything, man. Mm. You know, we listen to fucking everything. And for me, it it, it, it sometimes annoyed us a little bit in the beginning, but you know the way I looked at it? I said, like, yo, if you're comparing us to acts, like, oh, y'all sound like Tribe. Oh, y'all sound like Dela. Oh, y'all sound like, you know, blah, 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 you know, insert 
you know, group here. To me, you're comparing us to staying power groups, groups that have had longevity, sounds that have longevity. If you're mm. compare us to anybody, compare us to people of greatness. So if you're mm. comparing us to people that have long careers and greatness, I'll take that any day of the week. If you're comparing this to the flavor of the week that got no soul to it, then we fucking in trouble. <laughs> I say it also we're, you know, we're in trouble. I think it also show how far they expand in their music as well. Because right. like they can only compare you to people that they know and who they hold right. highly. Like, damn, right. you remind me of such and such, like, because his music get me through the day, and that's how your music make me feel. Right, and you can't get mad at a listener for that, because, mm. you know, your their perception is going to be their perception based on, like, what you just said, their experiences. Like, we've gotten comparisons to other artists. I'm like, mm. wait, what? <laughs> that's mm -hmm. what, like, very surprised, like, like, I hear nothing of their music and ours, but mm. I understand that's your perception and how you intake it. I and can't do nothing about that. None of us. It could it could have could have been the bad explaining. Maybe they meant to say like how you make them feel. It's that same way right. that song. Um but yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh but one tell me about cruise control though. Man, so cruise control uh is the last song that we created on our album The Black Odyssey, it's our latest record. Mm. And it was the very last song we created. I, I'll tell you how it, how it got made. The week of November, this was 2017, November 2017, uh, MC Eliminates brother Howard had tickets to go see Blackstar here in L.A. And he couldn't go because he had, you know, commitments to work. So he said, mm -hmm. take Chuck to the concert. So Dave Chappelle came out the night, introduced him. They did oh, the shot. whole set. Yeah, man, it was it was wild. And it's funny. I just saw Blackstar again with Chappelle and Chris Rock about a year ago at the forum. So it's like a package deal now. I got to see them mm -hmm. all together now. So and the Blackstar album is an important record, you know, to the to the history of our group. Um, some of the beginning members of the group, uh, Key Real is one of them who I, who I met in high school before I met MC Eliminate in college. And also DJ's Lord. We based the first HP record which kind of centered around us off the black star album. So black star has a continuing line and inspiration for this group, including the song. So I went to go to the concert, very inspired by it. And, you know, I was like, I got to create, I'm, I'm running off all this high energy. I got to create something that feels that way. So <laughs> something I played a lot that week. Um, there's a remix of respiration called the flying high remix that Pete rock created. Mm -hmm. uh, for black, it's 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 and instead of it being Quali, Yasin Bey, and Common like on the original, they take off Common, they put on Black Thought of the Roots, and I remember and that. You said listen, Common? Common was on the original. It was the original respiration was Quali, Most Def, now known as Yasin Bey, and Common. The remix um. produced by Pete Rock. The original was produced by High Tech. The remix was produced by Pete Rock, and it had Yasin Bey, Quali, and Black Thought of the Roots. The beat mm. for that is one of my favorite Pete Rock remixes. I was like, man, I want to create something in that vein that makes me feel like that. And that's how Cruise Control came about. And I made this beat. We loved it. But we're at the tail end of the album. And when you write an album, anybody that writes an album will tell you, you know you're at the end when you're running out of ideas. Mm. And you feel like you've written everything out of your soul. And it's like, what else can we talk about? So we had this beat because I put I put the beat on Instagram to see what people felt and people like, yo this shit is crazy blah 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 seven third so mm -hmm. I looked at a limit like all right we got to do something with this so we sat 
we sat around in, in my home studio in Drake's Den and we looked at each other like, all right, what are we going to do? And I'm like, what's one thing we haven't done on this record? We haven't done a storytelling joint. We haven't done a straight up storytelling joint. I was like, all right, let's try that. And we just mapped out the story. We sat next to each other, wrote each verse. You know, the, the there is there is based upon true events. And then we interweaved mm. it in the third verse. We recorded the song. We liked the song. It was taken off the Black Odyssey at the last minute because we felt like the album was getting too long. Mm. That's why I was left on the cutting room floor and it didn't make the original record. So when the album came out in uh, September of 2018, there's no cruise control on there. No Cut problem. to 2020, pandemic hits. We don't know how severe this thing is going to be. We did, we, we're, nobody knew at that point. We yeah. were thinking, all right, we're going to be inside for about two, three weeks or whatever, and we're going to be back to business. No one knew what was coming. But in that in that 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 realm, um, I was thinking, what else can we do to promote our music? And I think a lot of musicians were thinking it that way. You can't perform, you can't film another music video right now per se, because there were other songs on the albums we on the album we wanted to film a video for, but mm. like everything, COVID stopped everybody's tracks. So um, of course, the state shut down the night. It was a crazy time that week. The state shut down on the nineteenth. My grandmother passed on the seventeenth. Mm. So. Sorry for your loss. Thank you, man. And and funny enough, crazy enough, she sings on the record. She had a non-octave voice, opera singer. Oh, wow. We lived with her. Like, oh man, I my grandmommy was shit. <laughs> south from the south side of is Chicago, you, man. Like um your family is connected. I'm sorry. I said your family is connected. Oh yeah. We 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 I, I adored the world of her. I was mm-hmm. you're not supposed to pick your favorite grandparents, but that was my favorite grandparent, mm-hmm. man. And shout out she, to your family. She got it, bro. Shout out to grandma. She got it mm-hmm. because she she was a creative, she was a musician, and she's the main one. I remember she was really stern with me in the last couple of months of her life, really telling me, Don't quit. Like you guys mm-hmm. are on to something. Like, don't quit. Like she was able to, I'm glad she was alive to see that we went to Japan for the tour. And I'm glad she got to see those other shows like yeah. that we did. I'm glad she was alive for, to see those and see things are falling mm-hmm. into fruition. I miss her every day, man. But I know she's with me. I know she's still guiding myself, guiding my, my family. And yeah, man, it's, it's so, yeah, I mean, the, 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 we put up, we, she was just incredible, man. And Sharp is attacked mm-hmm. at the very end. Sharp, like mm-hmm. you could get very much in the pop culture, man. Like she would, talk about certain things where i'm like where did you hear about this why do you know you know very fashionista to 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 the very end man like i can't i can go on and on about michael she was she was she was mm. she was the greatest and um so all that was going on and you know obviously COVID was a lot for us you know like in the beginning no one knew what was going on so to get back to cruise control i was thinking okay what kind of songs do we have in the vault right now that we could play you know release later on you know mm-hmm. just in case things go to like because the video for it's all love had just come out let me also say that we we're pushing it's all love and now we effectively we we're able to still push it but not as much as we wanted to we had to rely only digital not in the physical sense because hey, you said it's it. all love correct it's all love was the it had yeah. just come out it's funny that you said it all right so i was going to listen on a couple of your songs on your youtube page right um and I was uh, I pick out the ones that stand out to me that I was able right. to find. Right. Uh, one shout out. Uh, I seen that you happened to perform around the same time as J. Cole when he was starting off as well. Yes. So let's uh, I'll give you that story quickly before we get back to cruise control. 
the reason why I was able to, to get in a cipher with Cole was because 2000, November 2008, I was a junior at uh, Loyola Marymount University. Um, mm. I recently went back to school during the pandemic, got my degree. I had to stop going to college my senior year because I ran out of money. Mm. So it was one of those stop, start, start situations. But that's another part of the story. The, mm. the J. Cole story was I was in college at the time. Some friends of mine who I went to school with put on this show called Hip Hop Raw. And LMU barely had hip hop acts, let alone at Mur Murphy's Recital Hall, which is, was like the, the most revered concert hall on campus. They only did classical shit there. The lineup mm. they put together was Aloe Black. Um, There's a group called The Circuit. That was some homies of ours from college they performed. And my, my, let me also add that Aloe Black's DJ was uh, Exile that day. Uh, mm. You and I, who was, you know, Thurs and Wild, they were big, you know, mainstays of the, of the, of the block era of hip hop, you know, from Inglewood. Mm. And this girl named Kate, who was co-producing the show with the homie Jay Hyphen, Kate says to me, hey, I'm bringing out this rapper that I found on MySpace that I really like. And it's his first LA show. I said, what's his name? He said, his name is Jay Cole. He's from North Carolina. N Cole wasn't on yet at all. Mm -hmm. Nobody know who, who he was. So it was Cole's first LA show. And that set, he did a lot of, you know, like if you look at his first album, like Lost Ones, mm. he that he held that song in his pocket for that long. And he did oh, so wow. many other songs. Like he brought a guy and a girl up and did, you know, both verses, once from the guy's perspective, once from the woman's perspective that's pregnant. He did that shit live that night. That's how long he's held on to that song. So oh, wow. Cole was even giving out, um, what's the, the mixtape before the, the, the come, uh, uh, the warm up? The come up. He was giving out physical CD copies of the come up right then, like his very first tape. So at the end of the show, there's a cipher. And mm. I had a crush on K at the time. I'm like, yo, I gotta get in the cipher. I gotta, I gotta get mine. I gotta represent for the crew and I gotta impress this girl. So mm. I get in the cipher, I do my bars, everybody in the world does their bars, including Cole. The videotape mm. disappeared for nearly 12 years. I had no evidence of this shit except a picture. A friend of mine named Moppy who worked for our college radio station at. I didn't have the footage. So it looked like I was bullshitting and had little to no receipts for this. <laughs> so when Cole performed at the NBA All-Star Game in Charlotte, remember a couple years ago, you know, he helped in the dunk contest. He performed at halftime. Mm -hmm. I remember the night that happened, I saw this footage flying, flown around Instagram. I, I'm like, wait a minute. This is Hip Hop Raw. Who the fuck has this footage? So I checked. So I, so I link up with this dude. Uh, oh, Wattstax. So Wattstax is, a, is a, a MC activist here in Los Angeles. He posted. I said, bro, where did you get this footage? He said, go hit up my homie, Mr. Future. He got it. So this dude named Mr. Future got it. I'm like, bro, I was in the cypher. I never seen my, my anytime I've seen video, the cypher, they always cut mm -hmm. it out right before my verse. I'm like, fucking disrespectful. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm like, yo, I was in the cypher. Do you have the footage? He said, yo, give me your email. I'm going to send you the raw footage. And I finally, yeah, after after all this time, had the footage. So I chopped mm. that shit up real quick, put on IG like, you see, you see I wasn't bullshitting? And, you know, mm. so but that's how I ride with Cole. And then two months later, Rock Nation signed him. Yo. Rock Nation signed him two months later. And it's crazy because Kate said, yo, you need to get Cole on your show. Because I had a college radio show at the time. He's like, you need to get Cole mm. on your show. He's about to go. He's about to blow. I'm like, cool. This is November. This is November. Mm. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get at this at the Christmas vacation. I'll bring him on in January. 
could not get a hold of match in January. Yeah. Lights Please was on the radio, and, you know, as they say, the rest is history. That's the J. Cole story. Damn. That's what's up, though. You had a chance to, you know, work with uh, an unknown legend. But you're the legend of making as well, so y'all. We, we knew Cole was special when we saw him perform that night, but I don't think anybody knew where it was going to go. Mm. You know, but we knew like he was nice. There was no denying like he had dope records and he was nice on the mic. There was no denying that. But, you know, it was just one of those Forrest Gump moments, man, of being in the right place at the right time. And I've had a handful of them, you know, you know, in my life, you know, being around music. But that's just that's definitely one of them, man. That's mm-hmm. my question. One of them. Um, I can't wait to one day run into him again and tell him that story. Like you realize, I was at your first LA show. We were in Cipher. You know that day will come soon. Hopefully, one of these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, but back to cruise control. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like to wear my. Oh, so we're like, what songs in the vault can we put out? And so, so, oh. so we're like, I'm like, oh, go ahead. Sorry, man. Oh no, I, I thought he was about to ask me a question. Oh no, no. So, so, so. We were like cruise control was the best. Cruise control is the best songs we had. Best song we had left over from the album. Mm. You know, it it, it just made, missed the cut. So I mixed it. We had a lyric video done. The whole thing. As everyone knows, by the time summer of 2020 hit, no one was in no mood for no celebration, no good times, no cruising in the city when everybody's fucking inside. Shit was on fire. Like it was real in these streets. You know, <laughs> everywhere. This was not the time for this record at all. So we're like, you know what? We're going to shelf this shit for a minute. It's going to come out, but we didn't know when. Fast forward to April 2021. I'm back in school. One of my classes is allowing me to do my my work for HFP as part of my grade. Like, you know, it's my entrepreneur business communication project. So I set this bar for myself. Oh, it's our 15-year anniversary. Let's come out with different content, you know, every week or so forth. So that's how... You had like the HFP 15 documentary, little mini docs you see on our YouTube channel, certain things like that. I said, but I want to put some new music out. And again, we're mm. still inside. We can't record. We can't really get together and do. And it's one thing that that Eliminate and I said during that time. We're not making a fucking COVID album. We're not making a COVID album. We're not making a COVID song. We're not going to get back to this until things are open again because we didn't want to put that energy on record. We are going to address the aftermath of things, of course, with this newer record we're working on, but we didn't want to do it in the moment because we're still intaking Mm -hmm. up what the fuck is going on here. So I was like, all right, let's put out Cruise Control. It's done. Still a great record. People are asking who heard early versions of the album, where is this song? So we put it out. And from there, we worked it. We shot the video a couple months later. And it's become one of our most, like, it went from not making the album a B-side to one of our most successful singles. Mate, like, I'm, like, It's All Love and Cruise Control are our most successful singles at this point. Um, so How long has it been out? The song itself has been out a little over two years now. Like, if you, oh, wow. if you, like if you count it from the time it hit DSPs, and it kind of started over again when the video came out a little over a year. Uh, has been oh, yeah, little more, little more than a year and a half. The video's been out, but I also want to make that point of people really think in today's you know day and age you got to always hit them with content all the time, all the time. Especially mm-hmm. musicians, you got to drop singles all the time, all the time. I beg to differ, because there's so much music that comes out every single day on these DSPs. Your best bet is to pick your your best couple songs and just work them. 
Don't put a song out with any kind of visual content. Shoot a video for it and just push it, push it, push it, push it. Eventually, if you push it enough and get it in, because people are not going to get it on the first shot. You may have to put mm. it in phase four or five times before they go, oh, this is dope. Why did I miss this? Because, and you know, as, as someone that's an interviewer, someone that's looking for new music, and I, even as an mm -hmm. EJ, it's hard, man. There's a lot of shit to cipher, to cipher through. There's a lot of great yeah. shit out there, but there's a lot of bullshit out there. And, and then the know, algorithm as well. Right. So you need time to get through all that. So sometimes, and we've always been a group that we know we're like, we're, we, we said this album was going to be a slow burner. People are not going to get it immediately, but they'll get it later as long as we keep pushing it. And Cruise Control is an example of that. I mean, you just found out about this record a couple weeks ago before hitting me up for an interview. Great mm -hmm. example of that. There are so many other people that have not heard our music. So why are we going to just try to, you know, push the conveyor belt per se and put out something that maybe is not as good? Let me just, let's just give you what's best, you know, and keep putting in front of people what's best. And then we keep hitting you with that instead of just pushing out stuff to push out stuff. Because I feel like that just goes on deaf ears. And then you bring yourself out as a creative when you try to do that. You need time to rest. You need time to recoup. You need time to take in life. Because when you do that, your creativity is better. So it's been a a long... We, we played the long game with our, mm. with our with this record. We played the long game. And we're just happy that it makes people's, you know, new people's ears every day. So that's the story of how the song came about. The video was shot by... Our homegirl, I mean, our homeboy, uh, Andrew, and Andrew Choi, Greeny Green, who's done the Elevation video and the, uh, the It's All Love video. Uh, we shot that in, uh, in two nights. Uh, that was a late, that was a late, like 5, 6 a.m. shoot. We were up late that first night, and then we did pickups another day. I will give you an interesting story about the video of I Can't. I've never told this story to anybody publicly about the video. Um yeah. My my leading lady in the video, shouts out to my uh -huh. homegirl, Erica. Erica was a last minute casting decision. And the reason why is because the girl I originally asked to do it pulled out the morning of the video. Oh, wow. Literally, I'm talking, like I asked her about the girl we originally asked. I asked hmm, about two months before we shot it. So this wasn't a last minute. Hey, are you available Friday night? Like, mm -hmm. no, it was mapped out. You know, we, it was pre-planned. And then she gives me the, the the heads up the night before. Excuse me, not the morning, but the night before. I can't get out of work. They're not going to give me the night off. I'm like, fuck. And Damn. because, as you know from the song, it's a storytelling song. Certain things mm -hmm. have to happen in that video or it doesn't fucking work. Yeah, We have to meet at a taco stand. Eliminate has to be playing Street Fighter. And I have to be on a date playing Galaga. Like mm. those things have to happen or this video doesn't fucking make sense. So I'm like, fuck, okay, I gotta, I gotta. So I'm like calling a bunch of girl, like homegirl, like, hey, you think you're interested for this? Cause it's not just about availability. Are they gonna have the chemistry mm. on camera with me? Is it gonna be believable? You mm. know? And Erica is someone I've known. We worked in radio together um, over 10 years ago. Um, and we've been cool ever since. And we generally have a friendship and a connection. And I hit her up. I said, are you interested? And she's like, yeah, I got you. Like, I I'm going to do it. And I think it, and I really believe it played out better than the original uh, friend of mine who was going to have play my date. Because we were cool, but we didn't know each other like that. 
yeah. er- Erica and I know each other. So it was that know, chemistry. So there was that chemistry. Like, like there was like, I was like, like trying to get that kind of rise out of her. Like I remember there's a shot in the video. I I can't believe I'm, I'll, I'll say this even publicly. There's a shot in the video where she kind of hits me on my shoulder as we're playing Galaga. And that's because Android director goes, Chuck, say something that get a rise out of Erica. Like something that will like make her blush or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So she plays a game and I say, AE. So when we get married, she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, when pigs fly, man. Like, you know, like little things like yeah. that. Just like, you can't do that with, with everybody, you know? So, yeah, why well, that line? That kind of reminds me of uh, Jackie Chan Adventures. Right, right, right. One more thing. <laughs> One more thing. Shouts out to Uncle, man. That was yeah, that yeah. show was the shit too, man. Jackie yeah. Chan, Jackie Chan. Saturday cartoons was uh was a time to be alive. WB uh, Kids WB was on, man. Yeah. yeah, I love Jackie Chan Adventures. But yeah, that mm-hmm. that chemistry was there, man. And I think that's why that video works so well. You know, um, us driving around, us on the date. You know, Lemonade's playing Street, and then Street Fighter. Then we all, you know, merge together at the end. Um, yeah, that was a long but a fun night. Uh, both times we did it. Uh, I love it. To her, and you said uh, y'all was doing work previous before this. Yeah, we we worked in radio together. That's how how we met. Mm. And she's she's had a phenomenal career in media herself. Like she's worked for Fox, she's worked for Disney, she's worked for NBC Universal. Like she's really done well for herself, man. But. I was telling her like, yo, you saved our asses that day. You saved mm. the day. Because again, because of the storytelling element of the video, me on a date, like I had to be on a date. Like I mm. had to be on a date for it to work or just the video wouldn't have happened. So she really, really saved her asses in not the 11th hour, the 11th minute. Um, now I can't picture that video being anybody else but her because it, it, like I said, mm. the chemistry just works. So. Um, shout out to her again. Yeah, that shout out. What up, E? Shout out to E, man. She, 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 she really held us down that night. But yeah, that's the story of the song, and that's the story of of how the video came together too. Yeah, yeah, that's a one uh, cool ass story. And um, I was hearing like cruise control. I was like, damn, this kind of remind me of some like chill, laid back shit. Samurai uh, shampoo. Right. Um, I can see that that song playing over. This scene like a cool ass like a uh, fight, right. fight scene with some sword play or whatever the fuck. And then I was seeing um one of the guys was playing uh Street Fighter, right? And I was like, oh, shit, right, right. So with with eliminate MC eliminate making that reference and playing, you know, like, and he's nice on the sticks. Like that's not that's not just a, mm. a, a bar that be a bar. Like, like mm. he, he's nice on them sticks when it comes okay. to Street Fighter. So, um. There's also some some okay, so I'll tell this little story too. He, he recently found out as well. When he gets into a uh an altercation with a guy named Kurt, you know, uh-huh. obviously on the road, um, he was having problems with a manager named Kurt. So Kurt was a real person he was having a problem with. But then later on that night, you know, he was in traffic and there was a guy who was giving him, you know, brew driver giving him shit. And he was going to say something, but there was a kid in the back. <laughs> mm. So literally the kid diffused the situation. So he merged both of those, those situations, those, those together. So again, based on true stories, you know, and even me, like always talk about our music, giving you medicine in the middle 
we're not public enemy. We're never going to be public enemy. We're not dead press. Mm -hmm. We're not rage against the machine. We're not overly political. But our observations of the world make it into even the funnest of songs. Mm -hmm. Like I have the line that says, you know, cops try to read my plays, always try to trip, but then bust at you because my shit is legit. This was a fun song about the nighttime. And I just talked about racial profiling. You know, there are those little nuggets we kind of slide in there, you know, about things you probably should pay attention to in life or experiences we have. Because that is part of the nightlife. You know, you're going out to have a good time. Mm. And you see, you can see LAP or the sheriff's department just rolling up behind you like, yo, man, mm. my, my tags are paid. My insurance is paid. What? Why are you fucking? With, why are you fucking with me? And then they tell you for a long time to make sure it looks like you messed up. And then they, oh, this this dude's not gonna mess up. So they busted you and go past somebody else. Like those, those are real life situations. And I think us as a group, we have we do a good job of balancing the ups and downs of life. You know, there's good times and there's bad times, and we're able to fit it in. You know, in in our own unique way. Even if the song is laid back, upbeat, or in your face. Mm. Um, we always want to be truthful in our music, you know, because we know what comes to the heart reaches the heart, you know. Um, I, I can honestly say there's never been a record that we put out that we can't stand behind in terms of of who we are and, and the message we represent and experiences. You know, everything we talk about is something we experienced or something we observed or conversations we had with other people, you know. So mm. it is really real music for real people. You know, I know that could be a cliche under the real hip hop banner per se, but there's always truth in our music and there's always going to be truth in our music. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, I definitely agree. Um, only thing I'm going to say on that, please do not rap uh, any crimes that you have committed. Because <laughs> <laughs> the Rico laws will come to get you. Yeah, they, they, yeah. Using, they using your mixtapes as evidence these days, homies, um, like, like. Like we're not advocating criminal activity on this podcast interview, but stop telling on yourself. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be like, that's a fire bar right there. That's that's 16 years we looking at, sir. Yeah, stop <laughs> telling on yourself, man. Like, I say to my sister, all we say to each other all the time, like, stunt culture gets you killed out here, man. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen this rolling around on on Instagram the last couple of days, but there was a major robbery on the LA freeway. Have you seen that that footage? Uh, robbery. Yes, yeah, so on the 10 on freeway, the, the 10, yes, on the 10 freeway, these guys knocked this dude off the road. They don't know, I don't, we don't know exactly what they robbed him yet, but he, whatever he had in the mm -hmm. trunk, they wanted. They rammed this dude off the freeway, had him get out the car, get on his knees, robbed him at gunpoint, and took off with it. They, in the 10 freeway is one mm. of the biggest freeways in, not just in, in, in Los Angeles or California. It runs all the way, like you could take the 10 freeway east and take it to, Louisiana, take it to New Orleans. Mm -hmm. That's how far that the 10 reaches. And they robbed this dude in broad daylight. Broad daylight. Like, that's how crazy it is out here right now. And they robbed him in broad daylight. And <laughs> again, like, these guys had it all on tape. Yeah, damn. They taped themselves. They yeah. taped themselves robbing this dude. I'm like, man. Yeah. Why are so, you... My name is Geek Squad, like era, uh, earlier days of the podcast. We definitely would like talk about stuff like that. And we definitely predicted like the situation is getting very dire for people. It is. And right now, we're just seeing how people are taking advantage of the system for what it is. Like right now, uh, 
somebody just got elected for like a uh, for a governor run, and like nobody know who this person is. Mm. So it's just like a lot of weird things. The government admitted that alien exists. We could possibly be in World War Three soon. I just want to know where my neuralizer and my noisy cricket is. That's that's all. I, that's all I want to know. Where's my neuralizer? Where's my noisy cricket? That's all I want. To know. I just want uh, some good entertainment, some Man. food that won't kill me. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you know, it's times like this you just realize what's important and what's simple. You know, yeah. what is what is your what is your priorities in life? You know, um, and I and, and and just going back to the pandemic real quick, I I'd said this so many times in conversations with folks when we were in the in the very very dog days of it. I said we're gonna feel the economic effects of the pandemic longer than the health effects. Yeah, and unfortunately, Someone just recently brought it to me that we going through like a war, a war, a war World three. I mean, not World, a third world country like you know situation. You know, and I said this to DJ's Lord yesterday. We're we're talking, just catching up, and I said, bro, something that's really been bothering me is I feel like, and he agreed. I said, I feel like people are trying to hustle each other more to help each other out here right now. Yeah, like people are trying to run straight hustles on folks, and at a time when everybody, in one way or another, is going through it. So I, I say, I we all say, oh, this is you know, man, like just be a good person. Don't be an asshole. Like, just be a no, good I agree. Person. It's, like, it's the system that we we're in, in my opinion. Right, the system right. is not here to like help us involve. Like even our school system, oh like the God. guy that that funded the school system, he wanted a generation of like obedient robots. Right, that's the people that go to nine to five, and now they're about to get replaced by AI. So man, I, it makes me sad every time I go into a fast food restaurant and they got the, the screens you order from. I don't want to talk to a fucking screen. Right there. Why can't I just tell them I want a number one with cheese to the taking more time to like I look at a computer all day. I don't want to look mm -hmm. at another computer and have to take my time and try to bink. All right, burger, bink, cheese, bink, no pip. Like yeah. that's too like I know it seems mundane, but it's like, yo, that's too much work. Like I'm tired, I'm yeah. hungry. I just want to tell you what I want. And this person gets paid for it to, to make sure I get the order right. Like, oh, right. uh, yeah, 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 man. I just, we can go on another, that's another conversation for another day. But all I can just say to people is like, take, so, care, take care of your own, take care of each other, and just be good to folks, man. That's, that, that's what it boils down to. And the lesson is be unique. Yes. Whatever the fuck make you happy, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes, yes. What comes from the heart reaches the heart. Be authentic. Authenticity always wins. Mm -hmm. Authenticity always wins, ladies and gentlemen. If we only got one life out here, we only got one opportunity to be happy. Absolutely. So, whatever that makes you happy. That you want to take a risk on something, fuck it. Are you going to get another chance? That's the bars, man. I think I, I posted this on Instagram last night. Like, your success rate Depends on how many times you say "fuck it," I'm gonna figure it out. Because at the end of the day, that's mm. what it comes down to. Do you? How bad do you want this? I'll fuck it. I agree. Speaking of, so uh, uh, it's a. I like to offer everybody that come on this podcast. Um, so we doing our own animation. We have a uh, vigilant Raza Superior, um, and we coming up with a movie. And one of the things that we offer is uh, for the artists that come on here. If you want, if you was interested, we can have your music on the soundtrack. Oh shit! Select when we come up with the movie. Oh yeah, man. Let's let's talk. Let's talk more about that offline without question. 
right, say no more. And then uh, whenever y'all promoting or want to push uh, new music out, y'all welcome to use this platform to promote to promote it. Man, I appreciate or you taking the time and, and having me, man. Like, this has been a, a, a super dope conversation, man. Like, look, it hasn't been a normal interview. The fact that the first 20 minutes we we're just talking about gaming before we even got to mm. So, yeah, man, like, I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. I'm glad we found each other on, on, on TikTok. And, again, like, thank you for the support, man. Like, and thank you for everybody no who's on the Flow Productions, man. Can't, no state it, can't state it enough, man. Like, we're out here because – People support and love what we do, man, and we enjoy what we do. So, mm. shouts out to you again, and shouts out to everybody that supports On the Flow Productions, man. Yeah. Uh, before I continue, how much time do you have? Shoot, I got like another another ten fifteen before I got I got to dip to another commitment. I know we'll right. be here for another three hours. Away this this conversation. No problem. No problem. Uh, I was enjoying the conversation as well. But oh I'm yeah, likewise. On. Uh, so, uh. The songs that stand out to me that I would like to pick your brain real quick on it. Uh, one of the songs you already brought up is All Love. Mm-hmm. I actually enjoy that song. That was pretty dope. Thank you. Thank was, you. Um, chill vibe. But can you tell me a little bit about that? It's All Love is the oldest song on the Black Odyssey. Um, this mm-hmm. happened at a point where if, if you you probably looked at some of our old videos, you realize at one point mm-hmm. we were a full band. We looked like the roots up there at a certain point. Now, now I was gonna say in one of your videos I did find like a uh what was that song? Uh so probably yeah. Cadillac Dreams. Yeah, yeah. I see like another member there. Right. There, there was eight of us at a certain point. There was and, and to kind of give the quick oh, wow. breakdown how we got there, when I when when Honor Full Production started when I was in high school, it was looking like the Wu Tang, just a bunch of MCs and vocalists, and I was the RZA. I was producing all the stuff and also rapping. Once mm-hmm. I got to Marymount College, which later became Marymount California University, which I graduated from, got my my, my Marymount hoodie on. I'm talking to you, uh, Forever mm-hmm. Gold Mariners. Um, that's where I met MC Eliminate. We met in uh, orientation. We're in the same orientation group, and that's mm-hmm. how we became friends and started rocking together. At the time, Marymount was a two-year school. I transferred to LMU. That's where I met DJ's Lord. DJ's Lord and I were actually supposed to be roommates by fate. You know, like, mm-hmm. but he ended up living in a service house that was right outside of campus that required you to do community service uh, within this organization for the school. And it lowered your living. So he opted for that. We joked it was a blessing we weren't roommates because nothing would have gotten done. We had been discussed. We've been playing video games and watching wrestling the whole fucking time. <laughs> nothing would have got done. It had been music, gaming, and wrestling. Nothing would have. We both probably would have flunked out. So it probably was a good Shout thing. Shout out to wrestling. Oh, Who's man. your favorite wrestler? Oh, man. See, this is another 30 minutes. I'm a product of the uh, Attitude uh, Era. I'm a, I'm a product of the Attitude Era. So, you know, Rock, Austin, you know, you can look at the current, like, current, like, I love the current, but the current product has been it's gotten better. Like it's, I mean, I, I think the competition with AEW has brought the best in both. Mm. Um, of course, I'm loving this bloodline story. I feel like it's getting stretched in a little bit. They got to switch it up. I really think Cody should have won at Mania. That's a whole nother story for another situation. But, <laughs> but you know, I watch all of it, man. Like when we're in Japan, like DJ Lord, I made a point to go to the New Japan mm. store. He's a big New Japan fan. He put me on New Japan. So before Kenny and the Bucks went to a hangman, Went to AEW, you know, I was mm. up on them. I was at the New Japan shows, you know, when they would come out here to Long Beach. Um, man, but yeah, I, that's wrestling still makes up about 70% of what I watch on TV a week. I'm a big wrestling fan. 
Mm. Big, big. Matter of fact, shit, if you look at the end of the the at the speed of light music video, you see the three of us all throwing up the two sweet at the end. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we Yeah, we're 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 all we're big wrestling fans. I mean, Paul uh eliminate, you know, hasn't watched a while, but his favorite is Bret Hart. Can't go wrong mm. with Bret Hart, the excellence of execution. I mean, like I said, wrestling, that's another, that's a whole another yeah. hour that we can so, go wrestling. Before we get too awesome, I, I will say this. I, I will say this before I'm, I don't mean to cut you off. I just want to say something important about wrestling, mm. how it relates to honor floor productions. The stage presence, how we perform, has a lot to do with pro wrestling because you look at the pageantry, mm. the loudness, your personality turned up on 10. That comes from pro wrestling. So wrestling does play a, a a role in how we perform as performers. That's a nice tribute. So I, I wanted to to point that out real quick. But you're asking about It's yeah. All Love. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. It's the oldest song on the album. It was made after the band lineup disbanded. The hook came from something that Eliminate was working on with the band at the time. I walked into practice one time. I didn't really care for the music, but I liked the words. So I kept that in mind. Mm. When the band disbanded, the band line disbanded became the three of us, and we started working on the demos for what would be the Black Odyssey. And you were still going by Honor Flow? Honor Flow Productions. Like, it's always been Honor Flow Productions, and it's going to remain Honor Flow Productions. Um, We had the hook, had part of the hook, but I made this, I made that beat for a remix contest. But I was like, nah, this is too good for a remix contest. I think we need to keep that. And Mm. I remember that hook and I wrote one half, then I took the other half that Eliminate wrote, put it together, and we made a demo for It's All Love before he went to Japan. Eliminate actually went to Japan permanently uh, starting in 2013. He was going out there to teach English. We oh. thought for, for a while, he was. we thought he was going to be gone for three, four years. And the plan mm-hmm. was he was going to do his things in Japan. We we're going to do our things in L.A. And then we were going to converge when we can. Um, mm. and that is the reason why I have two verses on two verses on It's All Love, and he has one because the idea was like he'll perform his version of himself by himself, and I'll perform this version when he's not here by then. When he comes together, we'll do the full thing. That's the only mm-hmm. reason why I have more lyrics on that song than any other song on the album. Otherwise, we're evenly matched on each song. So it was mm. written with that concept in mind. He recorded that demo, he was out there for a year, he ended up coming back a year later. And that's what kind of kicked off where we are today. But it was a demo for the longest time. And it was kind of the measuring stick. I'm like, anything we make, if it's not as good as that, it doesn't make this fucking album. That yeah. was, it was that. And after that, we made a, an EP called Boombox Sketches. Boombox Sketches had At the Speed of Light, This Dead Jam, The Life, and Lose Control, which, of course, those four appeared on TBO later on. I applied for the Red Bull Music Academy, and that was my entry to get in. I didn't get in, but the 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 positive part of it was one, it made me get my passport, and two, we had this new music. That was the positive outcome of it. But we said if it's not good as the Boombox Four and It's All Love, it doesn't make this record. So those songs set the standard. Um, it's definitely a song that takes on new meaning for us, given we've had significant loss. Uh, within the group um, in the last three years. I, as I mentioned, my grandmother passed and both mm. Eliminate and Lord's uh, fathers have passed. 
So we've had, so when you say the lyrics, when you say the lyrics, you know, this is dedicated to the ones we love, to the ones down here, to the ones up above, it takes on a whole new meaning now, you know, and it Mm. shows, you know, it's a dedication to the the places that made us, the people that made us and, and to say, Mm. thank you. Um, It's definitely my favorite music video we've made. It's there's a lot of personal touches to it. Um, Two of them being one, uh, the schoolyard I'm rapping on in the first verse. Mm. When I have that line that says, you know, you know, battling at Catholic school, you know, that's that was my junior high we were rapping on. That's oh, wow. Campus. And it's changed to another school now. And the only reason why we got in is because it's a Catholic school. And, you know, the priest was there at the time. The, 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 the deacon was there at that time. And mm. they're about to go on a trip. You know, old folks go on those church trips to casinos. They were leaving, and I just told the director, Andrew, I said, yo, let's just go down there and see if we can at least film in the parking lot. But if mm. we can get down there, great. Let's just try it. And if not, we'll move on. It so happened we caught it, and I turned to, to Deacon, to the Deacon, I said, look, we're this group. It's the only, you know, we're this hip-hop group. I was an alumnus here. I paid tribute to the, this place in the song. It doesn't have any profanity, which, by the way, that song is the only song they have with no profanity, so thank God <laughs> I'm talking to you know, a, a, a man of, of, of God. And I'm like trying to get us to, you know, get a camera down there and it has no cussing in it. Thank you, Jesus. Um, mm. But uh, he's like, yo, you got 15 minutes. And so in the same courtyard where I'm rapping in, that's where I learned how to rap. And it's in that video. And the other special part of that video for me is my mother and my sister in it. Mm. You know, they're in the video at the end. And there's that line where, you know, Back in the there's a line where I say in the first verse back in the day, uh, when I can only listen to clean versions, and my mom would take the like that happened. Like you see mm-hmm. the, the scene where the where the woman is taking the CD out of my hand, the dirty mm-hmm. version, give me the clean version. That's my mother doing that. <laughs> so that really happened with the CD I have in my hand was Snoop Dogg's The Last Meal. I bought mm-hmm. a dirty version of it for my 13th birthday, and my mother's like, fuck that, you're going back to the warehouse. You're getting the clean version. <laughs> like that. That, that really happened. So I, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I need you in the video to reenact this, this scene. And that really happened. So just the little touches like that. And uh, shout out to your mom to be participating in your creativity. Yo, she's been like the biggest supporter, bro. Like she bought my first set of turntables when I asked for it. She always said, You need to have a trade to make money on your own. Um, mm. she has believed like to this day, my mom in my early twenties in college, when everybody was working small summer jobs, she never forced me to get a summer job. She said, go work on your music and go DJ. Like she has been overwhelmingly supportive even to this day of, of us and my pursuit of this. Like, like I, I can't, I don't know how to fully pay her back for that, but that's, to this day, like it, it's overwhelmed. She has never told me, hang it up, grow up, whatever. Like she has been supportive and, and has believed in it. And I think that comes a lot from my grandmother because she was a woman of the arts as well. My 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 mom actually played uh, clarinet, you know, mm. in band growing up as well. So like I said, she was around a musical family as well. Um, is, uh, is there more uh, musicians in your family? My sister plays bass. My dad played the drums. And of course, I mentioned my grandmother earlier uh, being a singer. Uh, we had, we, there, there's a lot of other musicians, you know, th- those are the immediate ones. 
But in, did y'all together, or this was like separately? Unfortunately, the divorce happened before all that happened. Ah, damn. Yeah, the, 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 it had been dope to be in a Jackson Five situation where yeah. we all could <laughs> You know, thinking about it, that had been—I never really thought about that until now. Mm-hmm. That would have been fucking awesome. But my parents were divorced by the time, like, okay. I really picked up. Like, I grew up playing the sax, the alto sax. Um, I picked up the drums a couple years ago. It was my favorite instrument to play. I know just enough keys to get around the studio, but not good enough to play live. Um, mm. Drums, I can't play live. You know, if you said, if you gave me the option of we're missing a drummer and a keyboardist, Chuck, what are you going to play? I said, well, drums is going to be my option. It's going to be what mm. I'm going to pick. Um, and my sister played in a couple bands. She actually plays on our debut vision. She plays on the song Real. She played bass on it. Um, but also, and, and to, to go back to about the band, I, I, I got to make sure I give props to this. The reason why I became a band is because I had friends in college. Uh, shout out to Kerwin Zhang. Shout out to James Daniels. Uh, Justin Levy, just to name mm-hmm. a few. Steven Lewis. People that okay, I met. You in, shout all them out. I have to, man. Like, you mm-hmm. know, uh, Brian B. Willie, Brian Williams. Uh, these are people that I've met along the way between Marymount College and LMU that, you know, became part of, members of the band. Like at one point mm-hmm. there, was a, there was a band that Justin, Justin, uh, uh, James and Kerwin were, were in called Dorm 25 because they practiced in Justin's dorm, which is Dorm 25. And we played the coffee houses, which was like the open mics at Marymount. And that's another small little doc you can see on our YouTube page about how the coffee houses are important to our history. And through that, you know, they became members of HFP. And that's how the band lineup came to be. And then Key Real, remember, there's three MCs at a certain point when the band was together. Key and I went to mm-hmm. high school together. Key and I went to college together. Key eventually left the group to become a doctor. He's a doctor now. Mm. So there has been a lot of passing members of, of HFP, just like The Roots. You know, The Roots are my favorite band, but I can name members from each era who played what, who rapped on what. No, yeah. so that that cows will come that yeah. Um, I was looking up the article um that you share, and it said like um, you was referenced or you was uh, inspired by Melton Pot, right? Um, and I want to go look them up, and that was an interesting uh, what it was considered like soul music. So when we mean by Melting Pot, it's it's a it's not necessarily a reference to a particular group or song. It's just the idea of. It, we're inspired by a melting pot of influences. The term melting pot oh. is all these different influences. Like I said earlier, we listen to fucking everything. I listen to rock. We listen to rock. Mm. We listen to hip hop. We listen to house. We listen to R&B and soul. We listen to reggae. We listen to, to just fucking everything. And I can go through the TBO album and tell mm. you that was a reference to this. This is inspired by this. And you may never pick up on it, but... We we are students of the game, man. We 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 every you know people ask what has inspired you. Well, life itself inspires us, man, because mm. you never know artistically what's going to inspire you, and that's what, yeah. what what happens with us, you know. So we when we say melting pot, you know, in LA being a melting pot city of different cultures, different influences. I can definitely say your your sound is definitely something that's being missed, um, because I haven't heard that type of sound in a while, and then. Not to say like uh, it's not unique. It's definitely unique because it's uh, yeah, I got the three flows that merge into one. No, um, I definitely mean know what you mean in that. There's a term I have for called progressive nostalgia in that mm. it feels like something that was there before, 
but it's brand new. And that's always tell folks like you're never going to copy your influences completely. It's going to be your influences through your funnel, you know, through mm. your tunnel of vision, because you can't do it like your influences. It's going to be your version of that because it's going to come through your lens. So it's mm. going to be different no matter what. So you mm. take all these influences and it comes through, you combine them and it comes through your interpretation. It's going to become something else than what influenced it. So, you know, we know that we're doing certain things that remind people of things in the past, but it's just coming through our interpretation of it. Because, you know, that's the thing that made us want to make music in the first place. We're not shy of that. Mm -hmm. But we know we got to, we have our influences, but we know we have to make it our own. Yeah. We have to carve out our own style, our own lane. And of course, it's going to be that because, you know, we have mm -hmm. different ingredients and we mix them differently. It's like with DJs. You put four different records in front of a DJ, they're going to mix them differently. Same with a chef. If you put 10 ingredients in front of a chef, three different chefs, they're going to cook the uh, three different dishes, three different yeah. ways. And that's the way we look at our influences, you know, with all these influences in our music being a melting pot. And real quick, uh, before we run out of time, I'm also curious as well. This is why I ask all the guests that's come on here. Um, what type of collaboration will your group look for? Oh, man. I'm always looking for a you. You know, the thing when it comes to collaboration for us, mm. I look for folks that do things we can't do. Mm. If there's a place we want to go musically or creatively and we, the three of us can't do it, one of the three of us can't do it, then I'm going to gonna go out and search out who can't do it. Or somebody's going to search out within mm. the three of us. Hey, I met. That's how we met Luna. Luna we met because Lord at the time and his cousin had a shop in the Fox Hills Mall here in Los Angeles. And Luna worked at the Disney store. And she's like, hey, I sing and blah, 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 blah. And Lord told me about her. And we met up in the parking lot with her now husband, Wesley. Let me know. We got in my car. I threw on some beats. She started going. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, she's got like you hear the Jay-Z mentality of I don't write things down. That's her. Mm. And if I don't capture it on tape, it's gone forever. So with her, yeah. you have to keep the tape running. That's how all of our songs are written. That's how Summertime, even though we work remotely right now because she's in Michigan now, but that's mm. how What's Your Name was made. That's how she wrote the, the hook for The Life. Um, and I saw a culture. I wrote the hook for this, that jam, but I coached through it. You know, it's it's word of mouth of I know this person that maybe can do this. That's how Trisha, we found about Trisha Isabella. Trisha went to college with would, would eliminate and I and he's like hey man I got this homegirl of mine that sings in my dorm man like you gotta meet her mm -hmm. and Trisha has been rocking with us going on 18 years you know I always tell Trisha it's not an honor flow productions album without her being a part of it and she is late I'm happy to report she's laid out vocals for our next album that we're in the midst of working on and whew, now she been, Trisha is Trisha is 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 a one day one HFP man. So while while the center while myself MC Eliminate and DJ's Lord we're obviously the centerpieces the stars of the show. Mm -hmm. There are other frequent collaborators of ours that are just as important in the band. You know, from Trisha and Luna to visual artists like Ruel Marcos who who's done our cover art the last couple of years. Who I worked with in radio, we worked with Erica together or Derek Heath who used to do our stuff early. Uh, cover our early art stuff. Um, 
you know, various MCs and, and also musicians that we've worked with over the years, man. Uh, Andrew is another person. Like we said, filmed three of our videos. Logum Light Minds, Josh and Irene, who we like, and then you know, mm. Ocean Media, who did our first, you know, duel and all of them doing our early videos. Anybody we've worked with has been a long-standing collaboration. Mm. Um, and we appreciate those people and they extend our vision to the, you know, to the world. So what's something on your team that you don't have that you would look for and someone to bring on the table? Man, singing is one. <laughs> singing? Singing is Female. one. Sing, yeah, like that's why if you look at a lot of our, a lot of our songs have female okay. courses and that's why we work I with got, a, lot of, uh, a lot of female vocalists. I got an artist that I can recommend. Abby okay. Woods. Uh, I, you know, you know what you know what I'm short of? I'm short of male singers. I don't have a lot of go-to male, male vocal, singers. More male vocalists. That I'm always doing actually. Uh now King Grace. Uh he R and B. Uh I recently did a podcast with him. Um, let me see. Roseblood, Roseblood, uh another one, another young fella. Uh he do some singing. He more like a poet as well. Right. Uh, Nakeem is R and B. And do I have anybody else? Uh, how you feel about rock? I just recently did a podcast with uh, the Devil Below. There's a rock group. They're doing mm -hmm. um, techno mixed with like metal. Man, that sound like the Prodigy, bro. Like mm -hmm. that's what that sound like. Look, I'm always looking to get my hands dirty in different jobs like that's the thing because i listen to everything you know i mm -hmm. look at the challenge of where else can i like i remember my ex-girlfriend years ago say i don't see you producing r&b records <laughs> mm. well <laughs> <laughs> just to prove you wrong <laughs> we produced a couple out here um so i would love to do rock records eventually man okay. it's just the right artist mm -hmm. the right material man it's i gotta i gotta feel it i gotta now, feel it the reason why I brought it up, they got a unique blend. They bring in techno and mixed with metal. Um, so they kind of remind me of like uh, Linkin Park, especially hey, uh, one of the songs that they did. So, you know, I find them interesting and they, they are willing to, you know, collab with who are anybody to make good music. Right. Uh, female singer, Abby Woods. Uh, she remind me of Paramore. Or have you ever played Kingdom Hearts? Oh, of course. Uh, what's that song? Sympathy? Was it Sympathy? Well, you also said Paramore, so you think she sounds like Haley Williams, huh? Yeah. Like, she, she got that potential of, like, creating, like, alternative, bringing back that alternative rock music for our community. Right. Yeah, I think she would be the lead of that. Okay. I see high potential in her. I, I, I'm always looking for folks, man, like... Even even if I don't work with them immediately, just to find a good record, man. Like mm. I'm always all ears for mm. you know an artist that I think that I may like. So please like check see. out. If you're gonna check her out, I recommend With a Ghost. That's one of my favorite songs. Yo, DM me some some of the, the artists you're recommending, man. I definitely will check right. them out. Like, I could do that. Please do. I could do that. No problem. And um, definitely stay tuned. I'm definitely working with more artists on the way. Um, so do you also produce as well, like, or, or do you rap as well? Because I, I, I see the gaming side, I mm. see the 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 radio side, the interviewing side, and mm. I was looking at your page. So, so do you also produce as well? Do you also an artist as well? Because I'm getting the feeling you are as well. So it's funny that you brought that up. Uh, yes, I actually produce um, 
well, actually, I'm getting into like producing my own music. I make my okay. own beats for me. And um, what you use? I make more. Uh, I'm using. I believe I'm using Logic. Yeah. Okay. Logic. I, yeah. I, rec I rec we record and mix and master our stuff in Logic. I make our beats in in machine, but but of all yeah. our recording and heavy mixing is done in Logic. I I, I love Logic. So I recently did a. Uh, I can send you over one of the uh, beats that I made. Um, Please do. Um, but so far it's like I kind of like make beats on how I'm feeling. It's like a journey of type course. of beat. Uh, that's what I'm starting off with. But um, I actually got inspired by you know collaborating with the artists such as y'all. Um, y'all inspired me to get back into it just to see what y'all do. I'm just like damn. Like, because uh, I'm also kind of a competitor in a good way. I'm just like, damn, like, this motherfucker just made some good shit. I'm like, hmm. But that's how it should be. That's how it should be. We should inspire each other. We got to keep inspiring each other because when we inspire each other, and like you said, not in a way of jealousy, but in a way of, yo, this makes me want to go do some shit. Yeah. Just like how when I saw Black Star, me seeing Black Star is how we got cruise control. Like I was inspired. Mm -hmm. Like, yo, I gotta make some shit at that level. I wanna make something that like that level. Yeah. You know, and, and it's and we need that because with that energy creates continuing better art. We have to have the mm -hmm. inspiration. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to see different options out there as well. I'm just like, oh shit, okay. Um, like even like I've seen like the old oldest video I happened to find on your page was like from eleven years ago. And I think that was the Cal like dreams, right, um, right. And I'm just like, damn, you had like a whole journey, you know, just to hear that, you know, you also went through the breakup of a band, and you know, you still able to keep the name, and you still, y'all still, three of y'all still there working, right. and, and shit, he, you go further, you go further than that. We got video. That YouTube channel's been up and at us since 2008. There's a lot of old shit in there, man. There's a lot mm. of old shit in there. So, um, I invite anybody who is into HIP now. The Black Odyssey era, like if you want to know more about the Visions era, our first era, it's all online. It's on YouTube. You actually can find the Visions album on our Bandcamp, only on our Bandcamp, uh, hipmusic.bandcamp.com. That's that's the sound of the early parts of this group. You know, that's mm -hmm. that record dropped when I was 21, and I'm 35 now. So there is a lot of those are the early college days in that record. Mm -hmm. so, and um, the Black Odyssey. I'm sorry, go ahead, man. Uh, no, go ahead. Finish. You was talking the, about Black Odyssey. The, the Black Odyssey is an album about personal freedom. So it's mm. navigating those waters as young adults in this upcoming record that we're working on. Um, I don't want to speak too much on it yet, mm. but um, it definitely is the how do I put this? It's not a Debbie Downer album. It's an empowering record. It's an upbeat record, but it's definitely a lot going on lyrically with that record. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot mm. that's happened uh, post-Black Odyssey. Um, very excited where it's going. It's it's coming out really well. Um, I don't want to say... I'm sorry? How many songs would it have on or Right now, we're at 11 tracks at 37 minutes. Okay. Right. That's and that can change tomorrow, you know. We're trying to keep it short, we're trying to keep it sweet. I try to be careful what I say in public about upcoming mm. records because people want to hold you to it and then shit yeah. changes. I'm just giving you it's like like it's like a wrestling car. A car is subject to change. Mm. <laughs> no, that's change. Like whatever information you can give us. Um, and do we have but, a date? 
Soon. Soon. All right. That's all I'm gonna say. Soon, and hopes, but it, ladies it, and gentlemen, it, it's 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 in a good space right now. That's all I say. Mm. It's in a good working space right now, and we hope to share with you uh, very soon. Oh yeah, and I would love to have you know um, y'all come back on uh, the podcast to talk about that. Absolutely. Um, and definitely send me the link when um when that drops. Absolutely, man. Um. So. Uh, let me see. Uh, what a type of collaborators was you? Um, you would like to have in your arsenal? Like I'm doing some um, podcasts with some animators. Oh yeah, it's it's dude, animators, filmmakers, any kind of creatives, man. You always you can never have enough creatives in your wheelhouse mm. because you never know when someone's gonna be unavailable. Your one may not be available, so you got to go to your next option, your next option. And also, you want to keep reinventing, especially from a visual standpoint, what you look like. Okay. You know, visually, you want to keep reinventing yourself. You want to try different things. Um, so, man, I'm always in search of creatives, man, in all fields, in all fields. I agree. That's what's up. Shout out to that. Absolutely. Um, how much time you got left? About five minutes. <laughs> five minutes? All right. Okay. Uh, we're going to end it off with uh, you if you want to shout anybody else out. Uh, All right. So, so, of course, first and foremost, shout out to my bandmates, MC Eliminate and DJ's Lord, the Mighty Mighty Honor Flow Productions. Shouts out to all of our collaborators. Shouts out to our family. Shouts out to our friends, all our supporters. Shouts out to you, Oral, for having me on this, on this, believe, this beautiful podcast of yours. And we're talking now for the last hour and a half. Uh, which is fantastic, man. Because, like you. I said, lot, that, that's a credit to you as an interviewer, bro. Because some interviews can be, right, and some interviews can bring out the best. And mm. I think what you've created here is a comfortable level for your guests here, and to bring out the Appreciate best, it. you know, what they do. So, credit to you, and 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 all your efforts and your your platform. And uh, shouts out to uh, like again to everybody who supported HFP, man. And there's more to come. So, um, if you're hearing about it for the first time through this through this broadcast, I highly invite you to go to honorflowproductions.com. Check out the Black Odyssey. It's available everywhere. Stream it. Buy it. Uh, we're on TikTok as Aura Founders at Honor Flow Productions. We're on Instagram at Honor Flow Productions. You can follow me uh, uh, personally on, on um, Instagram at the Old Soul HFP. DJ's Lord. DJ's Lord HFP. Eliminate is taking a social media hiatus. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> but if you pops up, which is understandable, but if you pops up again, that's on that's uh eliminate uh HFP, you'll find all the handles on the Honor Flow Productions um mm. Instagram. But if you don't remember anything, honorflowproductions.com. That's where you can find out everything about us, man. And uh so clap salutes to the world and and oral. Thank you again for having me. And I appreciate it. Anybody that come to listen on this podcast, if they wanted to hit you up for a collaboration, what's the best way to reach you? Email Chuck at honorflowproductions.com. Chuck it on a flow. You can, you can, you can DM me, but I, I, it's better if you hit me via email and I can see what you're working with, what we're trying to mm-hmm. do. Uh, and I can keep better track of those things than a bunch of random DMS. Yes. So, um, Chuck it on a flow is my email. That's the best place. All right. Shout out to that. And then to end it off with, um, what song do you want the audience to tune into? Whew. One of ours. 
Yeah. Shit, it has, yeah, to, be, it has to be. It has to be cruise control. Cruise control. <laughs> it's got to be. Cru- it's got to be cruise control. I mean, that's the song that 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 brought us together on this program. We've talked about mm-hmm. it. Um, I think it's only right if I only can play one. If I can play two, it's all love would be the other one. But if I had to play one, it's definitely cruise control because that's the record that brought us to the dance here to talk today. So that's all the- right. And for the audience that got the patience for two, what would be the second one? It's all love is the next, definitely. It's all love. All right. It's all love. That's so a good con- it's it's all love and cruise control. Those are the two I want you to play. All right, definitely. And thank you for giving me your time to come up on here and have you as a special guest. Thank you, bro. It's been fun, man. Uh, till the next mm-hmm. time. So class salutes. All right. Have a good one. Looking forward to your next album. Or you stay up, man. Peace to the world, man. All right. Peace out. Peace, peace.